0: Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you this weekend, 877-726-8255, our number. we got the whole hour to take your calls, your questions, your comments. Lots going on on the health front, 877-726-TALK. And that number is available to you 24-7. So if you're busy, if you're by the pool, if you're driving in your car as you listen to this program, uh, and you think of a question during the week, well, you can call eight seven 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 two six eight two five five, and you can record a question, as did this individual. Let's hear it. I'm a 75-year-old uh, adult... I don't have any take any drugs or anything, medications or anything. I don't have flu. I don't get I haven't gotten the covid. Some people have told me that there possibly is a large percentage of the American population that is naturally immune to the covid. Is that possible? Is that the truth or is it something that they have to do more research on? Thank you very much. OK, you know, that's a really intriguing question. And it's been the subject of some research, a couple of ways that you might be and I use the term casually, immune to COVID, there's some people who may be more genetically prone to bad infections. They may have some kind of defect uh, in their immunity or in their uh, anti-inflammatory pathways uh, or something which makes them more prone to the bad kind of COVID that gets you hospitalized, put on a ventilator, or kills you. Uh, Then uh, there's the fact that Uh, SARS-CoV-2 is a coronavirus, which is not uh, unique to humans. Uh, There are uh, four different coronaviruses, which are responsible along with uh, a different virus, the rhinovirus, in causing respiratory infections, colds, in fact, which are usually mild. Uh, so the notion is, you know, perhaps if you've had a cold in the past and it was a coronavirus that may confer some, uh, full or partial immunity against COVID. Well, probably not full, but it may be partial and it may reduce your chances of coming down with bad COVID and, uh, what they, they actually did some research on this. And I have a study in front of me that, uh, says that, um, uh, the authors report that, of the people whose blood was tested had SARS-CoV-2 cross-reacting antibodies. And the average age of the blood donors, these are, you know, testing blood samples from blood donors before COVID, before COVID was around, um, the average age of the donors was 51 years of age. So, uh relatively few people have these cross-reacting antibodies, 5%. And um, so this suggests that SARS-CoV-2 is something quite different than previous coronaviruses, that it is a cut above in infectivity. And, oh, by the way, uh, having those cross-reactive uh, antibodies does not mean that you're totally immune, that you've got... Um, a force field that prevents you from getting, uh, COVID. Uh, it just means that you may already have on board some of the antibodies that are necessary, uh, to push back against COVID. You also may have another form of immunity, uh, which is T cell mediated immunity. Antibodies come from B cells, T cells have a long memory. And, uh, so it may be, you know, when we see, oh, you know, Certain places, uh, 35% of people have been vaccinated, uh, 42% of people have been vaccinated. Well, there's an additional percentage of people who've had COVID may have long-lasting antibodies, and there is maybe a a smaller but significant uh, percentage of people uh, who have some resistance to COVID because they've already had a related coronavirus, okay? Again, not a complete bulwark against COVID. And this also doesn't mean that those people, you know, who show up as having some antibodies uh, may, uh, with impunity, avoid the vaccine. Because the vaccine is going to amp up their resistance to COVID by uh, a factor of 10. two six eight two five five is our number. And uh, let's take a look at um, this item because a very interesting article in the Wall Street Journal about... TikTok lately. TikTok controversial because it's a Chinese company and it was thought that uh, they did a lot of data mining. They can find out everything about you and that uh, exists in a database that is accessible to the Chinese government, which may have some malign intent in terms of gathering all that information. And so there's an article in the Wall Street Journal about uh, how TikTok uh provides you essentially with addictive material. Now, TikTok, I've never been on TikTok. I mean I've seen some things from TikTok, but I never go there because I'm of a different generation. TikTok is mostly for kids. Uh, it's for real young kids. They love it. Uh, there's, you know, millennials who, yeah, maybe dabble in TikTok, but mostly it's for youngsters. And Uh, It's extremely popular, and it's extremely addictive by intent. Uh, They've designed algorithms that pin down your interest uh, within literally a couple of hours. They can have you totally figured out, and they feed you stuff that you want to see. Interesting article about that in the Wall Street Journal. It's a brilliant set of algorithms. It's absolute genius to get you hooked on their content. Now, there's an article in a journal entitled Tobacco Control, which looks at tobacco addiction, its consequences, and how to fight it. And it's a survey of TikTok, which shows a high percentage of positive portrayals of vaping on TikTok. So, what's up with that? How can that be? Because TikTok's community guidelines allegedly restrict uploading videos featuring the depiction promotion or trade of drugs or other controlled substances that's a quote from their guidelines advertising of tobacco and alcohol products is also banned on the platform so I guess vaping falls into kind of a loophole because it's pure nicotine it's not tobacco it's just the pure addictive substance and given TikTok's increasing popularity among teens, the researchers wanted to see how videos featuring e-cigarettes and vaping were portrayed on the platform. Well, very, very favorably. Um, the uh, sample that they collected, they saw 808 videos. That doesn't sound like much. But these videos were viewed over 1.5 billion times. Uh, their average likes were 143,000. And nearly two thirds of these videos portrayed e-cigarettes, e-cigarette use positively. There are a lot of joke videos. There are vaping trick videos. Um, (laughs) there's all kinds of nonsense. Basically, it's a big time suck. The people in the videos were perceived to be 71% male and 26% appeared to be under 18. Well, what? is TikTok going to do about it? Because uh, vaping originally proposed as an alternative to smoking cigarettes, which we know kill you outright, cause many diseases, cause cancer, cause heart disease, many other problems. But um, uh, vaping uh, is also associated with lung inflammation. It's highly addictive, and it's a gateway drug to smoking cigarettes. And a lot of kids, really young kids, are now vaping constantly. They're an entire generation of kids who are hooked on nicotine. And what's going to become of them as they continue to consume nicotine and tobacco products uh, well into their middle age? Uh, it's a big problem. It's look, Cigarette consumption? No question. It's down. But... Uh, the tobacco industry has diversified. They've invested heavily in non-tobacco nicotine delivery systems like vaping, and now they live again to fight another day and to keep their shareholders happy. 877-726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com, drhoffmanstore.com. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep deep and use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. 877-726-8255 gets you on the air to pose a question with me. And we do have some recorded questions. So let's take the next one. Let's hear it.
1: Hi, yes. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, uh, Candida in the uh, mouth and down the throat into the esophagus. And I was wondering if there's anything natural that I could do for that. Thank you.
0: Okay. You know, interesting question. Uh, And I prefer to call it uh, candida uh, because candida is a song. Candida, we can make it together. You remember that old song? Uh, Medically, we refer to it usually as candida albicans. But, uh, you know, you say tomato, I say tomato, you know, you've got different ways of pronouncing it. Um, okay, so uh, if you have been properly diagnosed as having uh, a fungal infection in your mouth and in your esophagus, uh, this uh, is a bona fide case of candida. Uh, too often we kind of you know say well you know I, I i'm fatigued i have a lot of gas and bloating i you know maybe i have candida and that's sometimes a supposition but here you know i don't know the details of this but clearly they have cultured it or identified it uh, microscopically uh, from a scraping and they've seen that there is the presence of what are called hyphae which are uh, the little tendrils that a fungus sends out Uh, to embed itself in the tissue. And this can occur uh, when people are immune suppressed, uh, when people uh, lack stomach acid, as when people uh, take uh, acid blocking medications for a long term. Uh, It can occur in diabetes because blood sugar is high and yeast loves sugar and tends to proliferate. So in cases where people have that, I generally prescribe medication. Uh, I'll prescribe uh, fluconazole or diflucan, which is uh, an oral antifungal medication. And sometimes I suggest that people take uh, some Nystatin or Mycelex lozenges and swish it around in their mouth and then swallow it. And it's kind of like a double whammy against the yeast. Now, you have to be a little careful with uh, diflucan or fluconazole because long-term use of it can cause um, liver abnormalities. So if you're looking for natural alternatives, well, start with a very, very low-carb diet, low-sugar diet, not even a lot of fruit, uh, and uh, consider taking probiotics because probiotics uh, will compete with it. There is a probiotic called Saccharomyces, which is a fungal species, but it's a fungal species that actually competes with candida and suppresses it. Uh, and then uh, you can also uh, take things like oregano, oil of oregano, uh you can take uh podarco tea uh these are some of the natural things uh that uh suppress yeast growth uh but if indeed you have it in your mouth and your esophagus is for real uh you probably uh should take a medication to help to eradicate it 877-726-8255, our number and you know i'm a big proponent of cbd to tonify the endocannabinoid system. It's a system that all of us have. And I found that uh, CBD helps to, uh, helps to promote relaxation and can support restful sleep. Uh, so I consider it a real breakthrough in herbal products available over the counter. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. with clinically-researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. And use coupon code HOFFMAN30. Forget this, a 30% off discount. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. All right. Uh, This item has to do with autism. And remember way back when there was this guy, Andrew Wakefield, uh, who came up with a theory that the GI tracts of kids with autism were different. That they had what was called autistic enterocolitis. And he did a bunch of research, and then he was challenged. And he was challenged because, you know, some of the ways he collected the research were considered unethical. And he was defrocked. He was actually de-licensed now comes information that autistic kids have a distinct gut microbiome unrelated to diet, significantly fewer gut bugs linked to neurotransmitter activity, and the presence of five microbes in the guts of kids with autism, which are not found in those without. So it does indeed appear to be a gut disorder. Andrew Wakefield uh, was thoroughly repudiated, but now new research supports the notion that autism may start in the gut yeah it actually is a gut related problem 877 726 for intelligent medicine This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman for a suite of professional-grade products from Protocol for Life Balance, which can help support your body's healthy detoxification process. They aid in the elimination of certain environmental toxins from the body, support healthy cellular reproduction cycles and liver function, and promote healthy hormone metabolism. They're available at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. For more information and to order, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, jot that number down because even if you can't call during the program, you can call 24 365 and record a question on that number, we'll take it up uh, on a subsequent program. All right, I got a bunch of stories here about um, raising healthy kids. That's the theme. And uh, the first one, is maternal oral contraceptive pill use and the risk of atopic diseases in the offspring atopic is the medical term for allergic diseases like eczema like asthma like chronic nasal congestion and it turns out that there is an association between maternal oral contraceptive exposure and higher odds of asthma, allergic rhinitis, uh, during childhood. So there was no association with eczema. But now you may say, well, what are you talking about? You're taking the pill, you're not supposed to get pregnant. No, we're talking about prior use of oral contraceptives. So they do something to the mom's immune system, which is transmitted to the kid. And you were wondering, why is there so much of, you know, when I was a kid, like, we didn't know from, like, you couldn't uh, serve muffins that had nuts in them. That was unheard of. And uh, far fewer kids were allergic. And, of course, there was no pill. But many other factors have changed. Here's another one. This one from the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition of this month. Uh, Associations of Breastfeeding with Childhood Autoimmunity, Allergies, and Overweight. What they sought to do is um, they looked at infants with a genetic susceptibility for type 1 diabetes. They can actually map your genes and determine if you have the genetic susceptibility. It's part of the HLA complex uh, that involves the immune system. Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease. And what they found is that breastfeeding was protective against seasonal allergic rhinitis. And it was also uh, any breastfeeding greater than six months, any, even when you add some solids, and exclusive breastfeeding greater than three months. In other words, don't introduce solid foods uh, before three months these were associated with a decreased risk of obesity in the child. Now, when it came to preventing diabetes, it didn't pan out. Uh, Breastfeeding had no impact on whether a child genetically predisposed to diabetes was gonna get type one diabetes, nor did it protect against celiac disease. So it struck out on autoimmunity, but it did something for obesity and allergy. Uh, So that is of interest. Um, here's another one on the use of fruit juice in kids. You know, now pediatricians tell you, moms and dads, don't give your kid a lot of fruit juice. You know, maybe a little here and there, but don't have them guzzle fruit juice, especially in infancy. Number one, it causes diarrhea, major cause of diarrhea. Also, higher fruit juice intake in infancy was associated with greater abdominal adiposity, uh in mid childhood and early adolescence. So you can prime your kid for overweight uh, by feeding them too much fruit juice. Uh, and finally, uh, there's a study here that looks at the impact of um mom's omega three polyunsaturated fat, fatty acid uh Concentration in their blood. So, where you get the polyunsaturated fatty acids that are omega 3s, you get them from fish, you get them from fish oil supplements. And what they found is that a low level of omega 3 fatty acids in the moms during pregnancy, check this out, was associated with reduced total gray and white matter volumes in the offspring in late childhood profound effect on literally the brain matter of kids. So this is just a mind-blowing study. And, you know, they say, a lot of people are saying, you know, in the conventional medical community, you know, fish oil supplements are a waste of money, don't bother. So many benefits, including uh, for prenatal supplements. All our pregnant women in my practice, they get omega-3 supplements. And... Uh, we, all the kids are smart. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I ask, I ask moms, I say, you know, how smart do you want your kid to be? Do you want your kid just to go to trade school? Do you want your kid to go to college? Do you want him to go to graduate school and become a perpetual student? They all say, bring it on. I said, it's going to cost you big bucks because you don't know what that's going to cost by the time you're, you know, in, uh, 2040, um, you know, when your kid is going to college they say, bring it on. So, and so we're making some real smart kids. And finally, this. Um, one of the problems that uh, pregnant women face is that more and more they they have to take drugs. They have to take drugs sometimes for depression. They have to take drugs sometimes for seizure disorders. Uh, they have to take drugs for ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, uh, all manner of drugs. And so... It's kind of dicey during pregnancy. Should they be taking these drugs? Because some drugs have a profound impact on the offspring, on the growing fetus. On others, not so much. So it's kind of a risk benefit equation. Do we let the mom run the risk of seizures or flare of their colitis or you know any number of problems um, and continue taking the drug, or do we expose the fetus to risk? And in the past, what they've done is they've done extensive testing on lab animals and they've sacrificed millions and billions of animals by giving them uh, harsh drugs. And now they've developed a cell culture test to detect substances that are directly or indirectly harmful to embryos. And so it's not, it's kind of like living tissue, but it's like a test tube way of making sure that various drugs they just douse these um, uh cell cultures with whatever drug they want to test and then they determine if there are changes or alterations in these uh embryos it's it's not it's also not based on aborted fetuses so the ethical uh concerns uh, are less and so a uh, new technology um based on research by the Biosystems Science and Engineering um, uh, University in Zurich, in Basel, uh, Switzerland, uh, has devised this laboratory test that is kind of like, it's an artificial placenta that can make assessments of embryo toxicity. Very cool technology. 877-726-8255, Eight seven 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 two six eight two five five our number, and uh, this item is about you know I mentioned earlier uh, the supplements that I take to uh, support my athletic performance and to extend it because I'm trying to keep on going pushing seventy now and it's harder and harder so need a little support and I don't want to take uh, performance enhancing drugs one of the things that I take is ProPAX with NT Factor. Uh, you've heard me talk about it for years. It's rare for a premium product like ProPAX to go on sale, but for a limited time, you can get 10% off when you use code EZ10 at ntfactor.com. If you're already using ProPAX now, is the time to stock up. If you haven't tried it yet, now is the time to start. Known as Complete Nutrition in a packet, ProPAX takes the guesswork out of your basic stuff needs by providing all the essential vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino, and fatty acids, and other nutrients your body needs in one simple packet. Plus, Propax contains N-T Factor. That's the only nutritional formula clinically proven to repair mitochondria. And it helps your body's natural energy production and supports your immunity. Save 10% for a limited time when you order Propax with N-T Factor. Just go to N-T Factor. That's ntfactor.com, and enter coupon code EZ10. This item has to do with uh, selenium supplementation, some say selenium. Uh, Selenium supplementation, according to this study, affects insulin resistance and something called HSCRP, that's highly sensitive C-reactive protein. It's a marker for inflammation, and it's one of the more important things that um, indicates a risk for cardiovascular disease. Uh, they looked at patients with type 2 diabetes and pre-existing coronary heart disease. And it's um, what they found uh, was that um, 200 micrograms per day of selenium supplementation among these patients who had both type 2 diabetes and coronary heart disease. These are the people who are most at risk of uh, dying of uh, heart disease or heart attack. It resulted in a significant decrease in insulin. Uh, It reduced insulin resistance. It reduced serum, highly sensitive C-reactive protein. And uh, there were uh additional benefits to simply taking 200 micrograms per day of selenium. So we don't tend to think of selenium so much as a heart protective nutrient, but it is a key antioxidant. And it's also a cofactor for glutathione product, uh, reductase. Uh, and reduced glutathione is one of the most potent antioxidants in the body. So selenium uh, acts as an antioxidant, as an anti-inflammatory, uh, supports heart function, improves blood sugar, and should be part of your daily regimen, especially if you suffer from diabetes and are prone to cardiovascular disease. 877 our number. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. We'll be right back with uh, some discussion of dairy. Is it good for you or bad for you? If you've had a heart attack or if you suffer from diabetes. This is intelligent medicine. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I'm a huge fan of Ciolic Age Garlic Extract Reserve. Take it myself for prevention and recommend it to my patients with high coronary calcium scores, elevated cardio risks, and compromised immune health. Ciolic's Aged Garlic Extract research is impressive with over 870 peer-reviewed published scientific articles. Most compelling are studies demonstrating the slowing of atherosclerosis and those showing antihypertensive benefits, ideal for optimizing blood pressure. Ciolic Reserve also works well with statins to enhance protection, It's no surprise that Kyolic Age Garlic Extract is the best-selling garlic supplement on the market. Made from organically grown garlic, the aging process makes it completely odorless and it won't upset your stomach. I recommend taking Kyolic Reserve daily as part of your heart-healthy lifestyle. Look for Kyolic Reserve at fine natural health retailers near you. Learn more at kyolic.com. That's k-y-o-l-i-c dot com. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255 or number. And until recently, it was recommended that people who suffer from cardiovascular disease avoid high-fat dairy because fat was thought to be the thing that clogs your arteries. I mean, it kind of sort makes intuitive sense is that, uh, you know, if you shove uh, butter into a narrow tube, it's going to clog it up. So the idea was appealing. That is until recently when a lot of studies started to vindicate dairy, even high-fat dairy. Uh, they still say, you know, when you consume dairy, you have low-fat milk or skim milk, which is ugh, or... Low fat ice cream or have low fat yogurt or low fat cheese. And so uh, I'm sharing with you a couple of studies that just came out. Uh, one is about people who've had a heart attack. And the beauty of this study is these people are at fairly high risk of a subsequent heart attack. I and mean, they've already had a heart attack, so you don't have to study millions and millions of people to get uh, a robust result and develop some conclusions. So they looked at dairy consumption and the risk of dying after a heart attack in the Netherlands and They surveyed the dairy consumption habits of these Dutch individuals of which a quarter were obese 20% had diabetes 97% used cardiovascular medication so these were individuals at high risk. And what they found was that yogurt of any kind, high fat, low fat, whatever, was inversely associated with cardiovascular disease mortality and the risk of dying altogether. So it was protective. Uh When, turn, when they looked at milk and other dairy products, including cheese, it didn't make things worse, didn't make things better. The results were neutral. So... uh that is another source of reassurance that dairy products can play a role in a healthy diet and part of that part of that equation may be that dairy products especially fermented dairy products have vitamin k and vitamin k uh, protects the arteries not only does it help to build bone it keeps calcium out of the arteries and it directs calcium to the bone to counteract osteoporosis so that may be part of The Dutch paradox what is called the Dutch paradox because they consume lots and lots of dairy products and cheese And yet they have relatively low cardiovascular disease statistics So what about type 2 diabetes? another study same edition of American Journal of Clinical Nutrition dairy consumption plasma metabolites and the risk of type 2 diabetes what they found was that uh, total dairy intake um, was uh, associated with a inverse association for type 2 diabetes risk in Spanish and U.S. populations. The study was done in the U.S. and in Spain. So the more dairy, the lower the risk of type 2 diabetes interesting study Um, what about uh, low-fat diets when it comes to men's mojo well you know there are lots of studies of uh, vegans who are rocking their muscles uh, and showing that you can be a vegan athlete some of the Olympic participants are vegans but very few why is that low-fat diets and testosterone in men this is a review of uh, studies looking at the relationship between low-fat diets, often vegan diets, uh, on testosterone levels. And what they found is, lo and behold, there were significant decreases in sex hormones on a low-fat versus high-fat diet. Now, there may actually be a benefit to that. Let's say you've been diagnosed with a hormonally-influenced cancer, like prostate cancer. You may want to go on a relatively low-fat, quasi-vegan diet. A problem with many of these low-fat diets, they're high in carbohydrates. High carbohydrates cause insulin resistance, cause weight gain, and that can be a factor that promotes prostate cancer. So, okay, uh, maybe you want a lower fat intake, but don't substitute lots and lots of carbs to drive your blood sugar up and uh, thereby increase your insulin growth factor, IGF-1, which is associated with higher risk of prostate cancer recurrence. And um, this item takes a look at stem cell therapies. You know, I've been waiting on stem cell therapies uh, because there's lots and lots of research on how stem cell therapies may be regenerative, may help to restore organ function. They've been experimentally used in the treatment of Parkinson's disease with spotty success. Not always a slam dunk, but there's potential for it to work if they can figure out how to deliver it to the brain. Uh, There's also uh, stem cell research on uh, injecting stem cells in the joints. That's quite popular. But um, recently, a ruling gives the FDA ammunition against unapproved cell therapies. That's something I'm not fond of. These these stem cell chop shops that offer people stem cells for all kinds of hopeless diseases, there's going to be a crackdown. And um, in this case, I'm on the side of the FDA. Well, thanks very much for joining us. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Become a more informed listener to Intelligent Medicine. Check out drhoffman.com, download our podcast, download our articles, subscribe to our newsletter. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And have yourselves a great weekend. This
1: is Intelligent Medicine.